What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's been a whirlwind couple of weeks for Bradtree living in the Calgary Flames, losing Johnny Gaudreau, having to trade Matthew Kachuk, but acquiring Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Weger, Cole Schwint, and a first-round draft pick. Considering all that happened, I asked Ryan Pike of Flames Nation, is this Brad Tree Living's best off season? This year, probably not. No. Uh in terms of in terms of the in terms of uh just Tree Living's tenure, I put I put this one up there with tw- the 2015 off season. I might give 2015 the edge in the sense that, you know, if you looked at the the, the moves that Tree Living made from like the trade deadline onward in 2015, I mean, you you punt on Sven Berchi, who at that point really wasn't in the NHL team's plans, and you turn that into a second-round pick. Uh, you take Curtis Glencross, who, again, pending UFA, really not in the NHL team's plans going forward. They move him to Washington for a pair of draft picks. And then you take all those draft picks, you jump all over a Dougie Hamilton that not a lot of people knew was available from Boston at the time. And then you sign him to a very, a very uh, nice contract. And then you still get three players from that draft who in uh, Andrew Mangiapane, Rasmus Anderson, and Oliver Shillington who are playing regular minutes in the NHL. And honestly, I mean, Anderson and uh, Anderson was going to be a good prospect fairly quickly, and he was. Shillington had a longer runway, and then he's basically now finally become pretty close to what they hoped he could be. And Mangiapane was just good, just good work by Tom Webster and the and the, the Flame Scouts in, in the OHL. They that was just found money there. But I mean, I, I put, I'd say the 15 year was, was better. If you're going to criticize Brad Schilling for, for this year, it's, you know, you, you make the deals that are there to be made. And so, you know, the, the Johnny Gaudreau deal, that was the deal that they basically left on Johnny Gaudreau's plate in uh, 2016 when they were negotiating with him. They basically, you know, they very infamously Gaudreau signed on the, the, the day before training camp ended because, you know, the Flames, he knew he had no leverage. He was a, a special kind of RFA where he only had two years of service. And you can, at three years of service, you can be offer sheeted. He had two, so we couldn't even get offer sheeted. So they basically, you know, did their math, said, this is what we think we you're worth and what we give you, and here's our reasoning. And then they plunked it down in his desk and says, call us if you have any questions. And then they didn't really do much negotiating at that point because he had no leverage. And then the day before the season started, Gaudreau calls his agent and says, okay, just take the deal. I want to play. So that, you know, the, the deal length that they had was the deal that True Living and, and uh, the Flames put together and said, this is the deal, take it. Uh, and, and with uh, with Kachuk, I mean, the Flames, you know, they could have given him a two-year deal and then they would have had a couple years for unrestricted free agency. They could have give, they could negotiate a longer deal, like something that bought UFA years. And they didn't do any of those. So, I mean, th- to a certain extent, the, the the challenges the Flames faced were the challenges they made for themselves. And granted, I mean, play, you know, players have with rights, use their rights uh, as they see fit. And Goudreau was perfectly within his rights to say, eh, I want to go back east. You know, kind of sucks for the Flames. They didn't get anything out of him. But he was also a fourth-round pick that, you know, how many five-foot-nothing 
135 pound draft year kids from the fourth round turn into six, 700 game NHL players for one team. It almost never happened. So you can ex- sort of accept the Kudrow thing as, okay, I mean, he's found money, you know, the, the prior regime drafted him, the prior regime developed the relationship and you basically, re- you know, Trilliving and his crew reaped all the rewards from that. Uh, for Kachuk, I mean, that was a guy that Kachuk, that uh, they really liked and they really wanted and they drafted him and they developed him. And then, you know, again, he he took the opportunity that was available to him to talk to other teams during the RFA period. And, you know, he fell in love, uh, you know, with another market. So it's, it's uh, you know, it's some of the, 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 I think the challenges are what they are. And to a certain extent, they were a little bit self-inflicted, but also a little bit not. But I, I will totally agree with the, the notion that, you know, you're turning uh Matthew Kachuk with one controllable year left you could sit on him and you know you get one year left out of him and you turn him into you know what several years of Cole Schwint I think Schwint is one year into his pro career so he's got six more controllable years um a year apiece of uh Huberdeau and uh and Mackenzie Weger and then you extend Huberdeau, you get the draft pick whenever it's going to be 25 or 26 I mean just for sheer asset rollover you know, they, they they lost two very good players, but they gained two very good players in Mackenzie Weger and Jonathan Huberdeau. And especially Weger. Weger, you know, we were talking you talk about slotting. The Flames, the big problem was they had to do it by committee because they, you know, they didn't have a true number one pairing defense. And so they had to basically put to cobble together a couple top pairs out of the three or four guys they had available. Now they have a top dog. I mean, Mackenzie Weger is just awesome. And I think having a McKenzie Weger will make everyone's life easier on the blue line and everyone's life easier throughout the rest of the lineup. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was his best, uh, his best year as a GM, but it's definitely, he's definitely had a very nice off season after it got off to a bit of a rocky start. What do you think? Which offseason is Brad Treliving's best offseason? Let us know. Follow us on Twitter at Shifts and Pucks, Facebook.com Shifts and Pucks, YouTube.com Shifts and Pucks, Twitch.com Shifts and Pucks. Subscribe wherever you get your audio, as well as on the Area 51 Sports Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.